Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along as we get into the Word of God, which is so exciting, and it's so life-giving, and it's so inspiring. And I just love digging into the Word of God and discovering truths that can transform our lives, our thinking, our values, our relationships. There's power in the Word of God. So glad to have you along with me today. We've been talking about the attributes of God, and all month we've been talking about delighting in the Lord that we want a relationship with God that is delightful, that thrills our soul. And I hope that you're growing in that and experiencing that and delighting in each of his attributes. We've talked about his holiness, his omniscience, that he knows everything, his, his omnipotence, that he's all-powerful, his omnipresence, that he's always with us. We've been looking at these his goodness, these wonderful attributes about God. And all week, we've been talking about the love of God. And the one thing that we Christians are always saying is that God's love is unconditional. We saw this earlier in the week, that agape love is not based on we deserving it, the, 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 that the person being loved deserves it. Agape love springs from the heart of the lover, Eros love or romantic love, sexual love, you're, you're, my, you're my partner, you're my wife, you're my spouse. Um, phileo love, you're my buddy. Storge love, you're my, you're my family member. But agape love is loving unconditionally, at times in spite of rather than because of. But then you have like interesting verses in the Bible. As we talk about unconditional love, and by the way, I've heard and probably you've heard the statement, there's nothing you can do to cause God to love you any more or any less than he loves you right now. And there's truth to that statement. God loves you fully, completely right now. There is nothing you can do to cause him to love you any more or any less. However, there might be things that cause God to love you in a different way. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's interesting. Let's look at this verse. John 14, verse 21. To me, one of the hallmark verses on the love of God, and it says this, he who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me, Jesus says. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. Well, wait a minute. That could almost sound like conditional love. You're only going to love me if I love you? Well, carefully look at the verse. That's not what it says. It just reminds us that it doesn't say if you're not obeying him, you're, 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 you know, that he won't love you. But what it says is the focus here is on us loving him. On campus, students always often ask, do I think God loves them? And I say, well, that's a foregone conclusion. The Bible clearly teaches God loves us. Most people believe God loves us question is, do we love him? That's the big question. Do we love him? And here, he doesn't say God won't love you if you don't obey him, but it stresses that obedience to him. There's something in here about their relationship with God that's important that we respond to the love of God. And so this is an important thing. And what does it say? If we respond to his love, if we love him, he'll love us, and he will disclose himself to us. Friends, I think this is talking about an intimacy with God. 
that those who don't obey him don't experience. Let me say that again. God loves every person, but it's those who love him back who experience his love and to whom he discloses himself. You want to know God? We love him, we obey him, we love him, and God shows himself to us. Here's another verse about the love of God that, again, shows that he loves us differently, perhaps. 1 John 3, verse 1, See how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we would be called children of God, and such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Indeed, we're children of God. I'm a child of God. I hope you're a child of God. And this is a different type of love that we are experiencing, that we would bear his name, that we would be his children, that his spirit would come live in us. Look at the next verse here, Romans or Galatians 4, 6, and 7. Because your sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. My goodness, friends, those of us who have come to faith in Jesus Christ, we are the sons of God. We bear the name of God. We cry out to him, Abba, Father, or, or Daddy. That's a, Abba is the term of endearment of a child to their dad. Abba, Father. We're an heir of God. We're not a slave anymore, but we are an, an heir. We're going, we have an inheritance from God. You see, these are all ways that God shows his love towards believers, that he doesn't show that love towards everyone else. How does he show his love towards everyone else? Well, God gives, God gives us life. God gives us breath. In Matthew chapter 5, it says that God causes his sun to shine on the righteous and the unrighteous. He sends his rain upon the grateful and the ungrateful. Believers and unbelievers both experience what we call common grace, the common goodness of God to all humanity that gives us life, that allows us to think, to function, to make choices, to worship, to eat, to grow our food, to all these things, the common blessings of life that are given to all people. This is the hand of God. Every good thing comes down from God. Every blessing we experience is from God. And that all shows the love of God commonly for all people. But there is a deeper love that God has, a different type of love, shall we say, a different type of love. Just like in my family, I, I, I want to love everyone, but I love my children, I love my wife differently than I might love you. Doesn't mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean I love her different, uh, better, or we, we love one another, all love one another in the same way, but we love them, excuse me, we all love one another, but we love them differently. I love you just differently than I love my wife. I love my children just differently than I love my wife. I hope that's clear. My point being, God loves all people unconditionally, undeservedly, but he demonstrates his love and he shows his love differently to those of us who have faith in Jesus Christ. Look at this great verse. Psalm 25, verse 14 brings us out. The secret of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he will make them know his covenant. Does it sound like John 14, 21? 
Does it sound like the, the secret of the Lord is for those who fear him? He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. He shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him. And I will disclose myself to him. Back in Psalm 25, verse 4, he will make them know his covenant. My friends, this is talking about an intimacy with God. This is talking about relationship with God. God loves people even if they don't have a relationship with him. He still loves them. He blesses them. He wishes them well. He's benevolent. He's good. He gives them kind things. He's patient with them, not wanting any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. However, to those of us who have come to repentance and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the secret of the Lord is for us, the intimacy of God, the relationship with God. He will disclose himself to us. We have an inheritance. We cry out, Abba, Father. What great love that he would bestow upon us that we would be called children of God. Well, obviously, raises the question, how do you become a child of God? If you have not yet ever done that, let me share a verse with you. John chapter 1, verses 10 through 13. Jesus came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This is what we must do. He comes to us. He presents himself as the Lord, the Savior, the Messiah. He presents himself as the one who can reconcile us to the Father. He can take sinful people who are lost, that God still loves and God still cares about. Maybe this is you, separated from God, and yet God God loves you. God wants the best for you. And Jesus comes and says, I can save you. I can reconcile you to the Father. He's the one who redeems us. Jesus is the one who buys us back. To redeem means to purchase so that we would belong to God and take us out of what's known as the domain of darkness and bring us into the kingdom of the beloved Son. This is what Jesus Christ can do for you. As many as received him. Have you done that yet? Have you ever just said, Jesus, I receive. I just open up my heart. I just open up my life. I receive you and all that you are and all who you are and all that you have to give. I simply receive. How do we do that? It says right there in the verse. We believe in his name. We believe in him. We we have faith in him. We trust him. We trust that who he is and what he did, he's done it for us. And we simply receive by faith. So simple a child can do it, so simple you can do it. If you haven't, I hope you will, even right now. Can I lead us in prayer? Father in heaven, we thank you today for the unconditional love that you have for all people. You're good, you're ready to forgive, you're willing to forgive. You want to bless people. You're a kind and a good God. And we thank you for this. We acknowledge, Laura, though, that Sin can separate us from you, and sin can withhold your goodness and your blessing from us. Sin can even require judgment upon us. But we thank you, Jesus, you took that judgment on our behalf. And because you died for our sins, we need not be punished for them. Because you gave your life for us, we need not not bear the judgment 
We are so grateful. Thank you. You have given what we don't deserve, and we thank you for this grace and this love that you show us. Oh, Lord, right now we receive freshly. We just receive what you have to give to us. You have eternal life to give. We receive that. Your forgiveness, we receive it. By simple faith, we receive redemption. We receive all these things because we receive Jesus. We don't reject you. We say, Jesus, save us. Live in us. Make you, be our Savior and our Lord, we pray. Lord, I want to pray for all of us who have received you and we have faith in you. Help us, Father, to live lives of obedience because we want to know the secrets of the Lord. We want to know the intimacy of God. We want you to disclose yourself to us. We thank you that those of us who are your children, you love us no more, but you love us differently. And I pray we would appreciate that love and walk in it. And we pray these things and give you praise and bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. I hope this has been helpful to you. I know sometimes I've heard people talk about the unconditional love of God, and there's verses that trouble me. I say, well, what about this? Or what about that? I've thought a lot about how these verses work together and how the Bible doesn't comp- contradict itself, but scriptures complement one another. And these are verses, I think, that complement. God loves everyone unconditionally, but he does love some people differently the way he expresses that love if you're in his family, if you're his child, or if you're not. So I hope you are a child of God. By the way, if you become one, drop me an email. Tom at TomThePreacher.com is my email address. Drop me a note. Tell me what you think. Uh, I'd have some follow-up material I'd be glad to share with you. So anyway, if you're new, welcome. I hope you'll join us regularly. I hope you'll come here because we're here every single day, 8.30 a.m. live or later in the day. You can watch anytime you like. Or for that matter, you can listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. But I'll give you a hint. You won't get the input you need if you just come when you feel like it. Make some decisions. Be committed. Decide to be involved. And and give us 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Be here day by day. You'll be surprised how your life will change if you get in the Word of God consistently. I love you all. You're here regularly. So glad to have the chance to be sowing the Word of God in your life. Until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with His grace. See you tomorrow. I love you. Bye-bye.